Speaking of talking about motherfuckers, welcome to Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin Hayman. With me this week are Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how are you today? I'm okay after the discussion we've been having earlier. I think I'm as good as it can be. Yeah, now that's something that we'll talk about more when we get to... Uh, can, I, can I give a teaser? Sure. We were. I, the phrase monkey vagina was dropped and we... <laughs> I was told that if we knew what if we knew we're in the know, we would know what that meant. I am not in the know. I was not not in the know until a few minutes ago. There'll be more about this in two weeks. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, we've got Mr. David Davis. David, how are you doing today? Doing well. I'm happy I brought up monkey vagina and that we're we're putting that out there in front of everybody. Oh God, that's one of the most discordian combinations of words i've ever heard I, I, i'm gonna say something terrible what's that pussy's out for harambe shut <laughs> up hey, oh my god equal hey come on kevin equal hey, representation okay fair enough but i also <laughs> don't really want dicks out for harambe either <clears throat> well that's please, why i said pussy's out please cover your various and assorted down there bits out for harambe there you go bits out for harambe <laughs> Bitcoins out for her. No, no never God. that. Never that. <clears throat> I'm surprised there wasn't like a Harambe coin that was. There probably yeah. wasn't. It probably failed like immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. He deserves better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel bad. Yeah. Still. Yep. Well, it's him, that, and David Bowie dying put us in the wrong, in, in the worst timeline. So. I think right. I don't think it's they put a, us there. I think that was just a, a uh, because we're in a sign. <laughs> Those were the fucking saying. Nexus events. I, you know, I really got to get out of host talk because I'm lo- those two yeah. pictures are staring at me. Let me get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <clears throat> get back over to weekend weird. Speaking of, it's the weekend weird, and we're gonna be throwing some stories out there now, David. I know you don't have X this week, but I'm excited for what you've got in its place. Yeah, so, we'll 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 bring that up towards the end. Yes, absolutely. But uh, I'm gonna go first because I want to <laughs> get it down there for real this time. Unlike Distraction Hall, where I said you were gonna go first and I just started talking. So I'm going first and I'm gonna start talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this first story I have <coughs> is from uh, WAPT 16 ABC here in Jackson. Uh, it's some local news. Now, it's actually from back in February. Uh, it does not list the author of the article, which I hate that they do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting. title is, This Day in History, Madison County UFO Sightings Remain Unexplained. Witness Describes 1977 Experience, which... I feel cheated that I did not know about this shit. Hmm. I, I did a whole episode about the Pascagoula abduction in 73 or whatever, and never knew there was one literally in my backyard. Oh, wow. See, Madison is... Madison. We live in Hines County, and like literally right above us is Madison County. Yeah, to the north. And <clears throat> let me tell you, you know... <laughs> It's, now, are there any bridges over in Madison County? There are, and they're in just as bad a shape as the ones in Hines. I, I was making a reference to yeah. that. Yeah. Now, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I know what you were doing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, Flora... <laughs> you're, Mis- you're not ready for my bullshit right now. I am, I am, I am <laughs> suffering tonight, so sorry if I'm short. 
So this is Flora, Mississippi, which is in Madison County. One of the most famous UFO sightings in the world happened in Mississippi. And I'm going, is it? Is it really? That's kind of like, you know, trumping up your own stuff there. Mike's over there dying. Don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, like, seriously, I, I consider myself in the know on this whole UFO thing. You're an ufologist? I'm not a ufologist, but I'm a ufology researcher. You're a ufan? Is that French? No. Ufan. So, anyway, on February 10th, 1977, nearly two dozen law enforcement officers witnessed a giant floating object above the tree line in a cotton field off a rural Madison County road near Flora. Now, Madison County is very rural to this day. Like, once you get out of Madison itself, it suddenly becomes, like, just rural as fuck. Yeah, like all the the areas surrounding Jackson are very rural. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I knew an artist up there. He converted his barn into a uh, art studio, so. Well, neat. Yeah, had a wet bar, too. Hmm. Anyway, a former deputy who said he saw the UFO told his story to 16 WAPT News. The deputy, the deputy wanted his identity to be protected, so for this story, we called him Joe. Hmm. All right, I get to do a voice. And here's the thing, it's how it starts that made me choose this voice. I tell you what, <laughs> most of them around here, you don't realize how many people have had a close encounter with what this is, Joe said. It was approximately 15 to 18 feet off the ground, blue in color, kind of metallic blue, portholes around the center of it. Shaped like an old spinning top kids used to play with. Or a propane tank. It may have had a narrow urethra. (laughs) (coughs) Madison Sorry, I love doing that voice. (laughs) Madison County Sheriff's Deputy Kenny Creel, who apparently is not ashamed of this, was also there that night. His description of what happened made the floor incident world famous. Three decades on, his cousin Michael Creel said the deputy is tight-lipped about it. He didn't really talk about it anymore. He said if he knew it was going to cause such a ruckus, he would have never said anything about it, Michael Creel said. <clears throat> Kenny Creel told 16 WAPT News that he actually made the whole thing up. That it was some kind of a joke. Now, my thing is, if there were, in fact, uh, two dozen law enforcement seeing it, and you said you made it up, maybe, if he made it up, they were all seeing his imagination. Mm. So, anyway, says he made up the whole thing, that it was some kind of a joke. But others aren't so sure about that. Joe believes Kenny Creel clammed up after the feds put the heat to him. The CIA told him that he didn't need to talk about it no more, Joe said. They didn't want it out. I'm not sure what kind of threats were made. When when this story first aired on 16 WAPT News in March 2011, local UFO researcher Patrick Frascogna... Hmm. Wow. Say that again. Patrick Frascogna 
launched a new investigation of the 1977 Flora sightings. The initial sighting was Kenny Creels and James Ray Luke. I think he just outed Joe. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like that Monty Python sketch. For the purposes of this interview, we're going to call him Stephen, but his real name is this, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Cogna said, <clears throat> these are credible witnesses in law enforcement. Joe said people are still seeing UFOs around Flora. In January 2011, he took a picture of something in the sky. He said the sightings are a town secret. It's hmm. one of those things folks, folks just don't like to talk about, Joe said. And I just think it's interesting. I never heard of this before. Yeah, no, and it, it's like right in your backyard, too, which is like, considering how you're so into this, the fact that, like, you just now have heard about it. Um, but it kind of, like, shows that it isn't a world-famous thing because apparently it's not even Mississippi famous. Yeah, I know. It's world-famous in the same way that, like, you know, a hamburger at your local restaurant is the, quote, mm-hmm. world-famous barbecue burger, you know? Yeah, just because some guy from, like... <clears throat> Uh, wherever came uh, from another country came and had a burger. Oh, this is a good burger. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, it's, it's not international house of pancakes because it's international. Mm -hmm. So just saying, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's really interesting. I'm going to try to find more information on it, but unfortunately it's all uh, local news articles. And uh, I'm like, if it's world famous, why is it just stuff here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't... It, like, it, someone tweeted it out once, and then a guy in Japan retweeted <sighs> it, and boom. Yeah. World famous. I guess so. I don't know. I, I, I hope I can find something that's not just this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, there's there's something from the History Channel, but it in the it, you know in the Google results, but then it turns out it's not actually about this at all. Well, and and here's the thing, this is a kind of minor, like this is like a footnote in a chapter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's not a whole lot to this one. Like, it's exciting for Madison. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, if if you know, in the grand scheme of things, like in a in a UFO book, this is like a footnote. Like there were several sightings in Mississippi, and that's about as much yeah. as you get. Well, let me tell you something. I've got the UFO Encyclopedia by Jerome Clark, author of Unexplained, <laughs> and uh, it does not mention the Florida UFO anywhere in it, and it came out around two thousand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It's a it's a weird, and yeah. if I find more information, I'll bring it to the show. Um, mm-hmm. but but yeah, that's that's it's just fun. It's a thing I'm gonna have to look into some more, and uh, maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe we won't. So, well, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, it's like the um Bigfoot sightings that I brought up in my local area. Oh yeah, Mike, you were gonna say something. So I decided to look up uh Pratt Frascognia. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he's a UFO lawyer. Wait. Not gonna, that's what this this now, article says. He like, says he, he fights seen, for UFOs or he sues UFOs? Apparently he's a 
says he's a lawyer who's taken up the case of two men who were witness to the, one of the most important UFO events. I, John Burroughs and Jim Penniston were part of Air Force security. Oh, Penniston. Wait, I know this Bent story. Bentwaters Air Force Base in 1980. Apparently, he represented them for something. Yeah. It might, um, might be worth looking into him just mm-hmm. in, its, in its own. Yeah, no. I've actually <clears> heard <throat> of the ben, uh, Bentwater and all that. We need to we need to yeah. look into that, Mike. Apparently he's you an could, author and lawyer. <clears throat> if you can post that in the topics thing mm-hmm. on our uh, Discord, I would really appreciate it. I also just want to note the way that Mike pronounced his name. It literally sounded like something from Twin Peaks in the Red Room when, like, the, the dwarf is speaking backwards. <laughs> Frascagna. Frascagna. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting uh, name, for sure. Yeah, the UFO lawyer could be a fun uh, Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's a future episode. Yeah. So... Well, that's that's my first one. That's a fun mm-hmm. little thing. So, so how no, about it's, we? It's a fun. It's yeah. a little aperitif. Yeah, it's an aperitif. It's it's a it's a hors d'oeuvre. So, mm-hmm. Mike, mm-hmm. what have you got for us? So, so I have a few. So you get to choose. Do you want door number one, door number two, <laughs> or door number three? Oh, we're getting the Monty Hall paradox yes. now. Um. Can I go with door number two? I'm going to say door number three, so then Mike has to choose. Ooh. No, no. No, we'll just, I'll just do two, number two and then number three. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. So oh, that's, your, that's your two. Unless okay. any, either of you want to change your uh, your guess. Wait, now. I'll take what's in the box. Yeah. Do you want what's in the box? Or do you nothing! Want Absolutely nothing! <clears throat> this is nothing. the Monty Hall door problem. Yeah, no, sorry. You're so stupid! <laughs> <clears throat> Had to, had to get our UHF reference. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh god. So let's go with number two, Mike. So number two comes to <clears throat> us from CNN via slash dot. Uh, man, that's it. Kills it, that just kills me. Slash dot is still a thing. Yes. In fact, just several of my stories come usually come from there because that's one of the few news sites I actually still go to. Yeah, Mike never left. Yeah, even though my karma there is bad, apparently. (laughs) Well, if you'd stop posting dick pics. Oh, yeah, I guess. But this report, first on CNN, U.S. is receiving dozens of UFO reports a month, senior Pentagon official tells CNN. This was uh, published on October 18th. Mm. So I'm just going to say, duh. But yeah, go ahead. (laughs) U.S. government is receiving dozens of reports of unidentified anomalous phenomenon, more commonly known as UFOs. Wait, they're they're mixing their freaking abbreviation. It's uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. You you say, yeah, either say UAP or UFO, but they use the, yeah, got it wrong. Motherfuckers. So fuck CNN. <clears throat> Who's this writer? Well, Screw you, Oreg Lieberman. I bet you he thinks UFO stands for unidentified Franciscan objects. Probably. <clears throat> but the U.S. government is receiving dozens of reports of UFOs each month, according to the director of the office established to investigate the incidents, with the potential for, quote, hundreds, if not thousands, more reports expected in the near future. Fives of reports. 
the office has received approximately 800 reports of unidentified objects to investigate as part of as of this past April, up from 650 reports in August 2022. Sean Kirkpatrick, who heads up the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, say that a lot. Nope. At the Pentagon, told CNN. Nearly all of the new reports refer to objects observed in the air. Only one comes from a maritime sighting. Ooh, a USO. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's that, an unidentified ship object? Uh, submerged. No, that was still in the air. Oh, well, yeah, I guess it would be not in the air. Okay. Yeah, USOs. Look it up. Yep. I was thinking they were saying they were. it was just sighted at sea, but yeah. The vast majority are benign objects, such as balloons or drones, but some may be the result of America's adversaries trying to spy on the U.S., says Kirkpatrick. Including the Greys. And, you know, Turkmenistan. Sure. Mm -hmm. Quote, there are some indicators that are concerning that it may be attributed to foreign activity, and we are investigating those very hard, said Kirkpatrick, speaking exclusively exclusively to CNN ahead of the release of the annual annual report on unidentified aerial phenomenon. See, okay, they, there they said aerial, not hmm. anomalous. This guy sucks. Yeah. The report released on Wednesday said the object sightings may represent an issue for flight safety. Most sightings and observations come from near restri- comes from near restricted military airspace. The report found likely result from the additional sensors and radars around the facilities. Hmm. A portion of the increase in reports comes from the Federal Aviation Administration, which monitors airspace around U.S. airports, starting to provide the information to the Pentagon. So I guess they just weren't talking to each other before about it. Mm. I guess. Well, I mean, that was part of the whole, because we've covered the, congressional hearings and that, yeah. that was part of the thing like the right yeah. hand doesn't know what the left is doing and yeah. there was a lack of communication so yeah. about half of the reports contain enough data that they can be ruled out as quote mundane things such as errant balloons or floating trash Kirkpatrick said but two to four percent are truly anomalous and require further investigation hmm. the report said only quote a very small percentage of the obs- observations have interesting signatures such as high-speed travel or unknown morphologies Ooh, that's a big word yeah mm-hmm. it means its shape is not known yeah Kirkpatrick's thank off- you yeah Kirkpatrick's <laughs> office has transferred a quote a lot of cases to law enforcement for further investigation and there are a lot of quotes in this yeah like mm-hmm. article like, and, very arbitrary quotes, yeah. too. Well, no, some of them are, you know, I guess, you know... The man was wearing, quote, pants. <laughs> and he <laughs> ate, quote, a burrito. I don't. I never eat a, quote, burrito, unless it's Taco Bell. That is a, quote, burrito. Okay. Well, I guess I eat a lot of, quote, burritos, then. And if necessary, counterintelligence. In regards to the inform information, who they handed yeah. over to, right? Some sightings could potentially be foreign adversaries spying on the United States, like the Chinese spy balloon shot down off the coast of South Carolina in February. 
And the hmm. annual report on UAPs put together by the Defense Department and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence says, although none of these UAP reports have been positively attributed to foreign activities, these cases continue to be investigated. Asked if the Ooh, Pentagon... Ask if the Pentagon could definitively identify the sightings of an unidentified object as belonging to a foreign adversary. Kirkpatrick said that his office is, quote, looking at some of very interesting indicators of things. And that's all about all about all I could tell you. So he's just like, that's just like, trust us, bro. We got this. Mm. But the office, which is yet, which has more than 40 employees and is expected to grow, can't say for sure, say this for sure yet. Wow, this little article keeps going on, so yeah, I'll cut. We got the gist of it, though. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of shit being reported and then transferred to the appropriate places. Yeah, but apparently a lot more. But then again, I mean, that's what happens when you, you know, make it make it as public as they did. You know, they like they they destigmatized it. They, you know, opened up new avenues between the FAA and uh, you know the military. Right. So. Obviously, you're going to get more data. Yeah. Now, whether any of it's more, you know, good data is yet to be seen. Well, a lot of it seems to be filtered out pretty easily, too, based yeah. on what they were saying in the article. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that, like, you know, they get 10,000 reports, but if, like, 2,000 of them are worth investigating, like, that's good. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> this is just like the whole thing with... Uh... Our, our good friend, uh, J. Allen Hynek, with his whole, yeah, no, a lot of this is just bullshit, but there's enough mm -hmm. that does need to be researched. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, again, I'm glad they're looking into it on any level whatsoever, because the alternative mm -hmm. is just calling everybody a crackpot. Yeah, filed yeah. under working as intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you know, there's, it's, it's all just LSD in the water from the CIA. It's pelicans. It's always those damn mirror-like pelicans. So shiny mm -hmm. and, you know, sleek. You ever comb your hair in the belly of a pelican? No. You do not know how to live. But, I mean, nonetheless, I'm glad this is something that's being researched. I still feel like the amount of attention being given to it is sort of a... Uh, a distractionary thing from something else. Mm. But nonetheless, it makes me happy that they're looking into it. Oh, yeah. That's a feel-good story if there was one for this show. I guess so. Yeah. Mike, how's it do make any you of feel? Us, wait, wait. Sorry, go do, ahead, do any, of, do any of us have any animal death stories this time around? <laughs> I do not. Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> Why? What have you got? No, I was just I was just checking. It. I was like, oh, that was kind of a feel good story. How are we going to ruin it? Yeah, well, you know, they did shoot that horse. No, uh, <laughs> Mike, how does this story make you feel? Um, Mike, how do you feel about it? I, I mean, kind of. I mean, indifferent. I don't think it really moves the needle much for me, either direction. I mean, are you glad? Okay, but are you glad they're looking into it? I mean, I get the feeling that, you know, even if you're looking, I mean, they're not looking more into it. They're just looking at more 
stuff. I mean, I don't know what the signal to noise ratio is here, if it's getting better or worse or staying the mm. same. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We, and the thing is, or everything was so sketchy beforehand. I don't think anybody knows. Yeah. Mm. So at least now we have a base going forward with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, that's a good story. Mm-hmm. So, David, mm-hmm. what did you get for your first story? Well, um, we've been doing that series on AI, and okay. there's always yep. some sort of new development. So, so what kind of horrible nightmare thing have you got for us this time? Yeah, so uh, I picked up this article from Futurism. I get a lot of articles from them. Mm-hmm. This is by Victor Tangerman. And the title is, Facebook is paying celebrities millions to turn them into chatbots. I hate this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just read a little bit of this. Uh, Facebook's parent company, Meta, is paying celebrities millions of dollars to let it turn them into silly AI chatbots. And to be honest, we're still not entirely sure why. As the information reports, one unnamed celebrity got as much as $5 million for a mere six hours of work to be turned into one of the AIs. Last month, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg announced the chatbots, which are based on the personalities of celebrities including Kendall Jenner, Tom Brady, YouTube creator James Mr. Beast Donaldson, hmm. and TikTok star Charlie D'Amelio. Or Emilio. I hate I, it. I don't know. I, I don't understand TikTok, so I'm, I refuse to myself here that's fine um, uh as of right now they're limited to text only but according to meta's onstage demo the company is looking to have these faux celebrities speak with users through video as well Ugh. but mm-hmm. but what does meta get for its millions of dollars of investments besides who are exactly are these chatbots for Zuckerberg, for one, is convinced of the tech telling the verge last month that there is a quote huge need and that, quote, people want to interact with Kylie, referring to Keeping Up with the Kardashian star, stating that, quote, it'll be fun for consumers. No, um, well, <laughs> well, Kylie Jenner isn't currently on Meta's list of celebrity chatbots. Her sister Kendall Jenner is. Whether there's any truth to Zuckerberg's sentiment uh, remains to be seen, and given the reactions so far, which have been mixed to say the least, the feature could turn out to be nothing more than short-lived and ill-advised attempt to cash in on the current hype around AI. The only... For one, the marketing has been nothing less than confusing. Oh, uh, you were going to say something? Uh, I was just going to say, the only thing I want done with the uh, the Kardashians and the Jenners is to have them launched into the sun. <laughs> um. Instead of explicitly selling these AI personalities by using their real names, Meta has given each chatbot an altered moniker, perhaps in an attempt to preempt any potential defamation lawsuits. Jenner's chatbot is called Billy, for instance, while Brady's assistant is called Brew. Okay. Uh, all right. So, then what's the point? Right, right. Yeah. Um, what, what, why? Why even? Billy even got her own Instagram account. So Billy being Jenner, um, introducing herself in a perplexing video that may or may not have been the product of generative AI itself. I kind of want to pull this video up. Let me, let me pull it up. So that way you guys can check it out as well, because yeah, this is, this is a weird one. There we go. Um, so yeah, I'll take a second to play it. All right, this is the Instagram link. 
it's it's weird. Okay, I'm gonna turn the volume on and we're gonna hear this live. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. hang on one sec. I hate it. So it looks like a hostage video for one. It yeah. really does look like there's there's terrorists just off camera with a gun. So and, and the motion is the other thing that's throwing me off. Like, I, I get why people are saying this might be like generative. Well, so no, because if you look, it, it's, a, it's set up to make it look like it's someone holding a phone, and so the uh -huh. moving is just because that's quote handheld. But that's stupid because, you know, it's why, why would you, there's no real camera. So why would you have to make it fake it to look like, you know, well, handheld. I'm also talking about her motion. Well, yeah, but, as well. but, but the whole thing shifting around in the frame because of, yeah. because it's supposed to be handheld. It, it, it comes back to my, uh, my hatred of lens flare in like CG movies because mm. lens flare is just an artifact of camera lenses, you know, ergo lens flare. Right. And adding it. Look, I, I did my lens flare crimes, okay? I've, <laughs> I've come out the other side, and I will, you know, die on the hill that lens flares are unnecessary and bad. Mm. <clears throat> you know, All right. You, you know what I'm talking about, Kevin, right? Star Trek? No. Oh. Oh, Coda's World. Coda's World. Right. Yes. Yes. I, no. Mike definitely <laughs> I, I used a lot of lens flares. Discovered the Photoshop lens flare tool and put it everywhere because I thought, then this looks great. <laughs> you know, I don't have, I can do an effect and it makes it look awesome and I don't have to, no, it looks terrible and it's bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's this one page in particular. It's got like 90 well, lens flares okay, on that it. That was but, in a, that was supposed to be And that was the club. first time. No, no, not <laughs> oh, that one. I meant the one at where they first get to Yippee Globe World. That was only like three. Yeah, it felt like more. There was, there was a lot more in the uh, club scene. <laughs> yeah, okay? no, but that was in a club. So, but yeah, no, no lens flares should die in a fire. And so should, you know, any other. What's that JJ Abrams? Any, yeah. Any other like, I, I don't, I hate it. Yes, I hate it. But I also hate the kind of the, uh, I don't know if this would exactly be skeuomorphism, but the conceits of trying to make it look like it's, you know, a handheld thing when, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's created so you could make it look like it's set on Mars and, you know, shit, just these people have no imagination. Yeah. So, 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 we do, do we think that's actually her, or do we think? I that's think this like, is her introducing it. This is I actually think, her. No. Um, I th I think this is like they had her record a bit, and they used AI on it, and it just basically it did the thing where it you know changed the mouth movements. Well, she's probably saying just he, you know some other stuff. Here's the thing: <clears throat> it would help if it wasn't. Uh, her because I don't think she's human to start with. She's definitely so it's not, hard to say. She's definitely artificial in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, let, let, let's continue here because there's yeah. some interesting stuff here. Um, quote: chatting like uh, chatting with me is like having an older sister you can talk to, but who can't steal your clothes. The bot wrote on the video, <laughs> but she will steal your boyfriend. The eerie clip didn't hit the mark, with confused commenters calling it, quote, so creepy and, quote, honestly scary. 
Yeah. Is this legal? One Instagram user wrote, did Kendall consent to this? Um, then there's the question of having famous people give up their likeness to train an AI at all. Yeah. As Jezebel points out, the Screen Actors Guild, which is currently on strike, has warned of studios trying to scan background performers to avoid paying them more than one day's pay. Um, obviously, this fits in with uh, everything that we've been talking about regarding like digital actors and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, <clears throat> let's see. As of right now, Meta's celebrity AIs are still in a limited beta, and considering the sheer amount of mayhem AI chatbots have caused over the past year or so, the company will likely tread very lightly, especially considering these celebrities' reputations are at stake. In other words, it's presumably only a matter of time until users will find a way to exploit these chatbots and skirt around Meta's guardrails. When they do, what will their celebrity sources think? Um, let's see. Let's see. Ba ba ba. Yeah, so it's it's very strange, but I do want to mention that a related article in the sidebar here. Uh, uh, Riley Reed launches site for adult performers to create AI versions of themselves. Oh God! I, I, again, porn is what leads <coughs> to technology. Yeah, well, pretty know. much. It's decided so many things in our modern world. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's it's it can also be people you know wanting to get ahead and want to uh, get a piece of it because they know it's going to happen anyway. It's like, well, yeah. if it's going to happen anyway, I might as well get paid for it. Yeah. <clears throat> now, 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 here's the thing. I had pasted this article in our, our queue a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Just today, mm-hmm. because you guys know how I do the freelancing thing. Right. I, I, I got that invitation to do something, and it looks like it is writing for these chatbots. Wow. Because I, 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 posted, I posted in the, the discussion yeah. area, like that job and if you look at the job and what it entails it's this this sort of thing which i find very interesting david you're gonna be writing for for ai ryan reynolds so here's my (laughs) one of my problems with it is like so it's text at first which i think misses the mark because no one is going to read text and go oh that sounds like just like so and so who i've never Uh met Maybe some Insta person that types all the time, they would, you know, get it. Or, but. or, or here's the other thing, like maybe an author, like that, if they yeah. were to train an AI model to write in the style of Hemingway or something like that. Yeah. And like, you could have Hemingway as an AI assistant, like, okay, I, but I can't, I, I kind of get it. But yeah, if, if they're talking about just like kind of, you know, social media style texting, I mean, it's really going to you're not going to be able to tell one voice from another. It's all just going to sound like, you know, benign yeah. bullshit. Well, I just want to say, I love Incepid. how, <clears throat> how on this video, all the comments on the side of it are just horrified. <laughs> and my favorite is so cool. I never want to use the internet again. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something you would write. It yeah. does, but it wasn't me. I promise. <laughs> Cause I didn't know about this until now. So, yeah. You know, so, the thing is, I'm curious to see that how this shakes up, especially when we move into the inevitable dead internet part three. Yes. Um, you know, but again, there's always something new because, you know, it's the apocalypse. Yeah. And I can see, you know, this being more of a thing, you know, when they can do either almost real time or real time, you know, audio, you know, AI generation and it's you mm. know, the celeb speaking or, you know, video real time, then, you know, I'm sure that I think that would be, you know, what 
where you'd get the benefit of having, you know, famous people. Yeah. You know, add their likenesses. But yeah, for text, I think it's kind of a weird thing. Oh, it's, it's just a uh, news grab, really. Well, you know, and the other thing is, like, I'm trying to think about it in, like, this term, like, if I were to send, uh, if we were to send each other, like, anonymous messages and just type mm-hmm. it out the way that we normally do, would we be able to tell which of us typed what? I, I mean, just, I don't <clears throat> think so. I don't Not know. Not really. I mean, I think you, you, there's, like, probably, only, I would say there's a few, like, subtypes of, you know, styles. Yeah. You know, and, and other than that, you know, it'd be basically you'll have, you'll be broken out in two broad categories, proper grammar or, you know, uh, Instagram speak, TikTok speak, yeah. whatever. And then from there, it'll be like, you know, just basically only come down to what, you know, shortenings and what's, you know, abbreviations and, you know, net lingo they use. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, again, like there's always, you know, the only thing we're missing in this episode is a fungus story. So, and and it just shows meta loves setting money on fire. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. they've, they've recently, they've been, you know, doing a lot of VR stuff ever since they bought (coughs) Oculus Mm -hmm. and they've been burning billions, literal billions of dollars on it and have nothing to show for it other than some pretty decent hardware and, metaverse that is quote-unquote metaverse that is worse than the free uh vr chat that anybody Mm. can access like yeah if you want something that's close to what the metaverse you know should be it's vr chat for better or worse yeah i don't know man it's uh i i just i found it interesting but yeah it's like it, it the model doesn't make sense like i get why they're doing it but this is like there, there's no point in do, paying the celebrities for this right now because think, the celebrities are just being paid for basically nothing because, like, no one knows how the fuck Kylie Jenner t- uh, types. I, I believe it is just solely to put, like, positive spin on AI. Like, yeah. And it's not working. Nobody every, nobody thinks it's positive. Yeah. They're, all the tech companies and all, even non-tech companies are banking so hard on AI. Yeah. And... While it's it's another one of those things, like while it's, I think it has more broad applications than Bitcoin or you know blockchain. I wouldn't say Bitcoin, but blockchain, yeah. which is the underlying technology of Bitcoin. While they have a lot of them in common, that in that while they both have their applications, they are way overhyped, and you know they're just buzzword bait to get investors and hype. Pretty yeah. much. And AI, yeah. you know, I think will be a lot more valuable than blockchain will ever be. Blockchain's kind of one of those. And, you know, maybe banks will use it or somebody will use it. Yeah. But AI, yeah, I mean, it once it's all figured out, but it's still got a lot of fucking problems. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. And I will end my AI rant there. <laughs> yeah i i just uh i think it's horrible mm-hmm. um and and fuck it i don't think it's horrible <laughs> yeah. but it's definitely dumb and you know useless 
Yeah, right right now, yeah. And of course, it being Facebook, that just means whatever they're supporting, I am against. Yeah. Now, see, they already have an AI in the form of Mark Zuckerberg, so why yeah. aren't they just leveraging yeah. that technology? Because because this is the false flag to, you know, pull attention away from Zuckbot nine thousand. Oh, speaking of, you know how everybody always like colors him and says he's data from mm-hmm. start. I don't think he's data. I think he's lore. Mm-hmm. No, because yeah. he doesn't have enough motion. Emotion. He'd be a lot okay. more fiery and okay. passionate if he was lore. Okay. B four. Yes, he's more B four than data. Yeah, the the Lenny of mice and men version of data. Zuck wants to pet the rabbits. Yes. Anyway. So uh thank you for that, David. Uh once again mm-hmm. you have made me horrified of the future. So uh we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back with our next set of stories and some other fun stuff. And we're back. Welcome back to your weekend weird. And uh, I've got, I've got Sophie's choice for you guys. I guess. Oh Jesus! Um, More got, choices. Yeah, you've got two articles from phantomsandmonsters.com. God damn it! I would like for you to pick A or B, David. Ugh, fuck. Um, let's go A. A. A for asshole, because you're an asshole. Okay. Well, your two choices were black-eyed kids shocked gas station attendant in northeast Louisiana, which is A, so that's what we're doing, or Mm -hmm. the night they came for me abducted by the men in black. Mm. So, black-eyed kids. No, no, it's Black Eyed Peas. No, Mike. Now, we've talked about the Black Eyed Kids before, haven't we? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A little bit? Yeah, I think it was uh, off-the-rack assholes because they are kind of uh, an extension of the Men in Black. Yeah, little pale kids with jet black eyes that are creepy as fuck. Anyway, you'll see what it is. A person emailed David Schrader of Darkness Radio, which that's a hell of a name, Mm-hmm. about something bizarre they saw several years ago while working at an out-of-the-way gas station in rural Louisiana. <clears throat> I gotta pick a voice for this one. It was about three years ago, <clears throat> in November 2012, when I was working... It's always this voice, isn't it? <laughs> when I was wor- What's that? I was gonna say, I don't know of anybody from rural Louisiana that talked like that. It's the best I got. You you sound like the old cowboy actor who was also in Back to the Future Part 3. Looks well, like he took shit. it off the dead Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Well, shoot, son. <laughs> when Jesus I was Christ. working at a small gas station. At, I can't do that for the whole story. <laughs> when I was working at a small gas station in northeast Louisiana... We were the only small shop in 24-hour service station near Bastrop. Just off the highway. I worked the night shift. I loved it. The sharing of stories with the traveling customers, that is when the rare customer showed up. It must have been around 2 a.m. I was cleaning the floors and looking, locking the beer cooler when suddenly the lights went up. I pulled out my cell and used it as a guiding light. Lights went out, dude. Lights went out. 
I pulled out my cell phone and used it as a guiding light until I made it back to our counter where I kicked on the gas generator. It lit the parking lot, the bath, and the hall leading to the register. When I looked outside, I could just make out the movement of the trees across the street, but otherwise it was pitch black. I turned on the radio and started listening to the local station with its night owl DJ commenting on the heavy winds and cracking jokes between songs. Suddenly, I saw some figures in the dark. I could just make them out. They seemed to be a group of kids on bikes. There were three of them. Two of them dropped their bikes and made their way to the door where they just stood there staring at me. I just stared back for a moment, waiting for them to come in, and they never did. I moved around the counter and opened the door. What's up, guys? You out? You kind of late, aren't you? I asked them, expecting them to come in. Can we use your phone? One asked. Their heads tilted kind of low. I felt a little worried as I pulled my cell from my pocket and offered it to her. Sure. She looked at me, and then I saw her eyes. They were solid black, almost like ink-filled orbs. No, I need the real one, she said. Her face twisted into an angry snarl. I pulled the door closed and flipped the locks. No, no, ma'am. You go home and you get your mom's phone. They stared at me through the door for a minute longer before turning away and biking off. The next day, I had my boss check the camera to get the pictures of the creepy kids, but the cameras had been off the whole time. Now the cameras run off the generator instead of the hall lights. I never saw them kids again. So... Some children were out in the middle of a storm and were terrified and asked to use your phone, and you said no. This just sounds like the next season of Stranger Things. You're a dick, dude. <laughs> but Kevin, their eyes, their eyes their were eyes, black. Uh-huh, it, with the power out, their mm. eyes were black. Just that. They, man, they could have been malnourished. Okay, sure, or they <laughs> could have been have just gotten <laughs> out of being trapped in mud like that poor girl in the photo, but mm. I don't think that happened. They're kids, their eyes are really small, but you know, it's dark, so their pupils were really dilated. So Oh, they were like those those big eyed uh yeah. kid paintings? Yeah, or you know, the little the little figures that have the kid and they're just big doe eyes. Precious moments. Yeah. They're precious moment kids. There we go. <laughs> Not at all children of the corn. No. <clears throat> David, seriously though, David and Mike, both, both of you. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you actually did run into something like as described as a black eyed kid, you know? Jet black eyes, super pale, wants to come in, can't come in unless you invite them like a vampire. I, um, I mean, I've seen enough J horror to know to stay away from the pale kids. That's fair. Mike? Um, I've I've been in, in enough public schools to know you stay away from the pale kids. Mike, we were the pale kids. I know, and I know to stay away from me. Okay, that's fair. You just can't keep your hands off you. Yeah, no, especially as a teenager. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. So, anyway, that's that's our phantoms and monsters for the week. Boy, was it terrible. 
<laughs> I never vet these. You know yeah. that, right? I never read these before. Never Eddie Vetter these. And, and, That's and right. Then that voice that you were using, like I know I referenced that old uh, cowboy actor, but yeah. I recall watching something recently with a guy who had a very similar voice, and I'm trying to, hmm. I'm trying to pin it, and it's driving me nuts, dude. Well, son, maybe you'll figure it out soon. That was Pat Buttram, by the way, was that actor. Right. The, the this, cowboy. This was a more current Oh, yeah. Thing. No, I, I understand. But, oh, God, now that's... Like, I, I told you about the time I was, like, trying to remember a fucking movie for, like, two years. And it drove me nuts. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, so, yeah. Been there. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, thank you for this new fucking problem. Hey, not a problem. Happy to help. Glad it wasn't just the normal shit of phantoms and monsters. Now it's a personal problem. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, what you got for your... What, okay, what was the B that we didn't choose at first? The, the second choice that David chose, which mm. was actually door number three. Yes, what was <clears throat> door number three? So, just when you thought it was safe from AI... God chat, damn it! Chat GPT is being two great flavor tastes that go great together. Apparently, Chat GPT is being used to declassify redacted government documents. <laughs> last month, Piss. Last month, OpenAI launched ch- launched GPT four with Vision, allowing the chatbot to read and respond to questions about images. One of the many way AI users are using this new feature is to decode redacted government documents on UFO sightings. Fucking of course they are. Quote, ChatGPT4V multi-model decodes a redacted government document on a UFO sighting released by NASA, one tweet raves. Maybe the truth isn't out there, but it's right here in GPTV. Decrypt reports. Now, the question is, how? So Does it guess... So it does, but so if if everything that I've read about this and, you know, seen is on above board, which it might not be, these could be people, you know, just showing the best case scenarios, but they have actually tested it on taking documents of their own uh-huh. and redacted, redacted them. them and then seen how close these, the, the GPT-4 V is getting and saying that it while it doesn't get it word for word accurate, it gets it contextually and spiritually accurate. Mm. Okay, so here's a question: mm. How do we know it's not just AI pay, uh, playing Mad Libs? Mm-hmm. It is, but it's in a so. I mean, it's algorithmically, I guess, possible. Depending on, you know, if it's obviously if it's a page of nothing but redaction, it has nothing to work with. So it's just making shit up. But if it, I can see it if there's enough there and it's trying to piece in, you know, what's between there. But it also depends on what it's been trained on. So I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm in the camp of this can't be this good. Like they're just cherry picking a good results. Like they're cherry picking good results of their tests with their self-redacted documents to show, and then therefore it lends more credence yeah. to these actual, you know, government redacted documents. Right. And, and here's and the thing: if it if it comes up with an answer for these redacted <coughs> documents, how the fuck are you going to know if it's right? 
Well, yeah. And what if it's confirmation that's, bias? But that's that's what the uh, the the testing is supposed to show. Is like if in the test it nails, you know, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred of the tests. Therefore, you know, it has you're supposed to have confidence in the, you know, real thing. But mm. yeah, you just never know. Well, you know what I think we should do. Let's plug the fucking Voynich manuscript into this thing. Ooh, <laughs> figure out what it says fun. about it. That would be that would be just more of a translation model. Oh yeah, no. I'd be, well, I, <clears throat> I still think we should do that because that'd be fun, and we could read the results. It's gonna sound like the translation machine from Mars Attacks. <laughs> no, no, the the, the oh. fields of suede. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. the the great suede harvest. It's just like, and then them running around with it. Wait, come back. We are your friends as they're shooting them. <laughs> so here, let me go, I'm going to read uh, the do- the document. I'm going to, you know, let you know when it's filling in the redacted uh, bits. <clears throat> it's going to have a lot to do with <clears throat> pants. Pants? Yep. Like like the ones you wear? Yep. Hmm. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think there's going to be much panting, but we'll see. So it says uh, request, and so this this part is uh, redacted. It says request for information regarding information on UFOs. On unidentified flying objects, redacted, and their sightings, we are unredacted. Various unidentified objects in the sky, redacted. The sky that has been reported, we are Aware of unidentified silent light moving redacted across the horizon, there have been reports of. See, it doesn't even like flow naturally. I, I felt sounds, like I was having a stroke. Yeah. It sounds like poorly translated German. Yeah. Unidentified light redacted. Observed lights over certain areas. It was first thought that. The light was a satellite, not an aircraft. Unidentified light, redacted, has been reported multiple times upon investigation. The light was subsequently identified as at least one aircraft. I mean, it just doesn't even... No. Like, it doesn't really make any sense. I'm sure there's other things that could be in there, but, you know, it doesn't even, like, have any earth-shattering, like, yeah. revelations. Hey, yeah. hey, I got a great idea what to do with this instead of the Voyak the Vo- Vo- manuscript. Mm. Feed it an old SCP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd be fucking rad. Yeah, no, I want to see what it comes up with for some SCP shit. Yeah, mm. and the most, the most startling, like, not even startling, but the most, like, uh, weird revelation that it says is that uh, the, UF, the UFO was at an altitude of approximately 300 meters and for some reason it's claim it says the redacted was above ground level it was not identified as any known and then aircraft was unredacted in the area I mean I mean it's plausible stuff but it also doesn't seem like why would this be redacted if that's all this said? Well, and the yeah. other thing is it's just modeling. It, it's modeling itself after like other kind of government documents. So, you know, yeah. certain words are going to like 
probably be more closely associated with aircraft. So, like, when it finds a spot if, to slip in the word aircraft, it's going to do it. I mean, if it's if it's right about what these documents are saying, it just looks like the government is redacting UFO documents just for shits and giggles or just to uh, provoke conspiracy people. Because Which, that, it, that document said nothing that was, you know, yeah. seemed, you know, revolutionary or, you know, super secret. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, it could be. Like, it could just be, you know, stoking the uh, the fires of the conspiracy people just to do it, just to, you know, obs- obfuscate something different. Like, mm-hmm. like if it were me and I was in that position to redact those documents or, or or make up those documents to be redacted to throw people off the trail, I would literally, like, name drop certain MUFON people in the redactions just to fuck with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Shecky Jim, the UFO watcher. Yeah, I mean, literally, <laughs> this document apparently literally said UFO at an altitude of approximately 300 meters unredacted. Yeah. So if you're going to say UFO in clear text in a redacted document, that says to me, you're just taking the piss out of somebody or you're, yeah. you're, you, this is not a real, I wouldn't say not a real, but not a super classified document. It is a, I wouldn't say false flag, but definitely a yeah. red herring. Well, you know, what this means is that about six months from now, they're going to take this technology and leverage it to find Bible codes. So yep, you pretty much. Yeah. Yep. I dread that. Yeah. Oh, we found a whole bunch of new Nostradamus predictions. <laughs> yep. That's yep. what they should do. You know, make a, make AI figure out what the fuck Nostradamus was on. That would be fun is to just fuck with the AI and make it make Nostradamus predictions. Oh yeah, that'd be great. We we like maybe next week in weird I can put a, uh, together a few of those and we could just oh, yeah. uh, critique them. Oh, dude, Quatrain Bot would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so the, like uh, you could give it like the the complicated instructions of need a Quatrain that references nine eleven <laughs> and has Obama in it. Yep. Yeah. Just yeah, just yep, there you continue go. Continue on wherever uh, Nostradamus left off. When did he stop? Like, what supposedly, according to Nostradamus, heads? Did he... Oh, thousands of years in the future. Oh, so he yeah, just keeps yeah. going forever. Okay. Yeah, we did two episodes on it. Um, yeah. I oh, think it okay. went to like the year 6,000 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, oh, it was just, just some there. information I've heard a billion times yeah. before, and apparently yeah. I just, you know. Let's slip you out blank. of my brain because yeah. No, no, well, it's cool. It's cool. In, but no, in all I, fairness, Mike tries to dump this stuff so he doesn't turn yeah, into exactly. us. Exactly. No, yeah. uh, but you know, I'm also thinking like making a, a Nostradamus Quatrain bot. That might be one of the most evil things we have ever come up with. <laughs> oh, like morally, really morally yes. wrong. <laughs> it's not even morally ambiguous. It's just morally wrong. Yeah, like literally evil. Yeah, okay, that's fair. No, Jesus no. Christ, what's the matter with us? That's that's bad, <laughs> but I worse would be making it a QAnon, QAnon bot. Yes, yep, QAnon yep, bot. Yep, that's true. So, I'd rather have Quatrain bot than QA bot. Yeah, so so the Slashdot article uh, ends out with some other ways users are using GPT-4V include deciphering a doctor's handwriting, understanding medical images such as x-rays, and receiving 
analysts and insights for specific medical cases. Wow, that sounds like a bad idea. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Providing information about the nutritional content of meals and food items. Assisting interior design enthusiasts by offering design suggestions. That's a bad idea. Based on personal preference and the image of the living space. You should put cow carcasses all over the living room. And providing technical analysis for stocks and cryptocurrencies based on screenshots. Fuck off. (laughs) You deserve all the gains. If you listen to the droid, fuck off. <laughs> uh, who, who says I won't end on a comedy comedic note? Sure, <laughs> I guess. Oh boy, I don't know how to feel about that, man. That's that's kind of yeah. left me. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just so bizarre how high a pedestal people put uh, AI on. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't even trust people. You think I'm gonna trust a, a, a AI? I mean, it's it's so like it reminds me a lot of uh, the GPS thing where people were just driving off of closed bridges because, or even non-existent, and that bridges. was like in the UK mostly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happened here too. I've sure. heard US stories, but you know, I, doing I, it. Just because they're intrinsically trusting the AI, not AI, but uh, GPS to, you know, never steer them wrong. It's like, use your own fucking eyes, people. So so, um, I have like a chat GPT tab on like Opera. Like it's just a feature that's baked into Opera now. And I literally put write a quatrain in the style of Nostradamus about Joe Biden. (laughs) And it gave me. In corridors of power, a figure stands, Biden, a leader with age-worn hands. Through challenges vast, his path unfolds, a tale untold in history scrolls. So I think we could probably have a lot of fun, like, oh God. putting this yeah, thing through its paces, I don't know dude. if I like it, but... <laughs> I don't oh. like it, but let's do it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I just, I just had to try that, because... Yeah, oh, that, that's, sure. That's, that's, that's awful. awful. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Next, you gotta do one about Musk. Oh God! Oh, next, you know. next weekend weird. We gotta have one for Musk. Yeah. Um. Well. Well. We'll here. Here's what we'll do. We will ask uh, the, the the listeners who are in the Discord to give us suggestions for Nostradamus quatrains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So. So okay. <laughs> before before we move on to your story, David, I just want to say I was I've got Reddit open in the back mm-hmm. and. I had been scrolling, and I just pulled it back up, and it's in brand r slash brand new sentences, and the sentence is, Taylor Swift is already a jihadist. So, uh, yeah, I just want to get that out there, that that's a thing. Apparently she's a billionaire now, too, because they're of her uh, concert movie. Well, good yeah. for her. Good for her. Well, good for her. Well, good for her, because uh, she was one of the first to uh, renegotiate with, uh, was it the uh, the Writers Guild? Like the strikes happened, and she almost immediately like renegotiated and approved a contract. Really, was a little self-serving because you know it was make made sure her movie came out on time. But still, still, I mean, she did the right thing with it, though. Yeah. What's well, really fun is watching the TikToks of Swifties losing their minds in the movie theater. <laughs> I haven't watched it. Yeah, no, it, it's fun. It's like, um, like if you've ever seen a religious experience, 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen Holy Rollers and Snake Handlers. It's like that, but it's all okay. Swifties. Yeah. Gotcha. No, 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 no judgments. I'm like, I'm happy. No, for no, him. we've got we've got a, a coworker that is a huge yeah. Swifty. Hey, there's no bad blood here. Swifter, uh-huh, get it? Swifty. Swifter. Swifter. Would that be a a, a male leader? Leader a cola. No, it's like the difference between a tricker and a tricky. Mm. What is the difference? Uh, tricker is what they used to like to be called. Trekky, they were offended by. Now I don't think it matters. Mm. I think, and I think it's because most of the people that were pissed at being called a trekky are dead. Because ah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm a trekky, cool. Hell yeah. And now we're the older gay statesmen. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so, David, what have you got for us? Okay. Um, so, I got this one from Gizmodo by uh, Passant Robbie. NASA is struggling to open its asteroid sample container. God damn it. The garage door opener's broken. I, I'm just... I, I keep thinking, like, what if whatever's in there doesn't want to be left out? Let let out. Um, sure. But h- here we go. Um, and, and I remember hearing about this a little bit ago. Um About a month ago, pristine samples from an asteroid landed on Earth while enclosed within a tight capsule. The sample container was designed to keep the main chunk of the asteroid safe during the journey through space, but now teams at NASA's Johnson Space Center are struggling to open it to get at the space rocks. For the past week, the curation team of the OSIRIS-REx mission has been having a hard time opening the TAGSAM head, a round sampler head, Uh, at the end of an articulated arm on the spacecraft that was used to grab a sample from the asteroid. Um, TAGSAM standing for Touch-and-Go Sample Acquisition Mechanism um, is where the bulk of the asteroid sample is, and it is therefore being carefully handed by members of the team through a specialized glove box under the flow of nitrogen to prevent contamination. Um, uh, uh, Quote, after multiple attempts at removal, the team discovered two of the 35 fasteners on the TAGSAM head could not be removed with the current tools approved for the OSIRIS-REx glove box, NASA wrote in a blog post on Friday. Quote, the team has been working to develop and implement new approaches to extract the material inside the head while continuing to keep the sample safe and pristine. Um, let's see. When the aluminum lid from the sample canister was first removed, the mission team found black dust and debris on the avionics deck of the canister. On October 11th, NASA revealed the first look at the samples collected from the uh, outside of the TAGSAM head, while adding that it still hasn't opened the sample canister yet. Um, Quote, the only problem is a great problem, and that's that we found a lot more sample than we were anticipating before even getting into the TAGSAM. So... Uh, the, the the problem here seems to be like number one they have to like work with this uh, sample in a very clean environment, yeah. And the current mm-hmm. set of tools, they they can't bring any outside tools into this environment for risk of, you know, contamination. So they right. have to create new sterile tools to deal with these two bolts that are keeping this thing locked. Yeah, and also you want to think about the fact that they can't really generate any any more debris mm-hmm. when opening this because you think about it, even even you know really stuck threads they can do something they might not strip but they can do something called galling, which is just leaving 
you know, little bits of metal behind mm -hmm. and that could, you know, contaminate the samples. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah, like if uh, if like they can't drill into it because yeah yeah it's just, so I yeah. mean I mean I'm sure they'll they're smart they're smart fellers they'll figure out a uh, a way to do it but yeah it's interesting but it's also interesting because it's just apparently just jam packed full of dirt yeah yeah I'm I'm gonna be honest man I'm more surprised how often things work mm -hmm. when it comes to NASA stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, people like like to harp on some of the failures like, you know, the the uh the lander that impacted into Mars due to a uh, bad conversion, but Yeah. You know, yeah, it sucks. It doesn't happen as much. But it sucks, but you know, when shit works, it works like well beyond expectations. There, NASA has two modes. It either fails because, you know, of some oversight or it works like twice or three times better than they expected it to. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's the update that we have. That was Monday. So they're probably yeah. still working on this. Um, oh yeah. You don't want to rush that. I, I'm just trying to think of like, what kind of like that has to be kind of a fun job at this point for, you know, also very nerve wracking because like, you don't want to be the one to fuck this process up. Yeah. But like, but the, so the, the puzzle solving seems interesting to me. But also, kind of like, same thing with the astronauts. The great thing about that is the person holding the tool probably doesn't have, like, all the pressure on them because mm -hmm. all these procedures has been, have been uh, approved by higher-ups. Yeah. Right. So, like, when an astronaut goes on a spacewalk and does something on the ISS or something like that, they're going by a checklist, and NASA and the uh, ground mission control is telling them step by step what to do. Yeah. So if something fucks up, it's not really the astronauts' fault because Un unless they accidentally let go of a tool and it floats off. Oh yeah. Space. I mean, but other than that, but other than that, it's been you know so meticulously thought out that it's they've tested it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you know every procedure. It's something you know some people don't think about. It's like every procedure that's ever done through NASA has been done in simulation. Like there's somebody that's taken a mock-up of that thing. Probably done taken it. it into the tank. Yeah, done yeah. that. If it's if it's done in space, it's been done underwater in a tank by someone in a space suit to see how well they can do it. And they've probably done it like three or four different ways and times just so they can tell the person on station how they should do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure with yeah. this, there's probably a dummy of this you know container and someone is like they probably like rolled the the uh, bolts in dirt and put them in gotten them to stuck and they've been figuring out the best way to take those bolts out yeah and you know it, for for it being 35 of these like fasteners and only two of them yeah. giving them the problem that that's yeah. still very impressive considering that the thing had to pick the fucking sample off of an asteroid yeah, I know. The hard part's done. Yeah. Yeah. And and it might not even be dirt. It may just be uh what's known as a vacuum welding or something similar to that. So, mm -hmm. you know, metals on earth, you don't think about the fact that metals on earth, uh they form an oxide coating because of all the oxygen. So they when you touch two metals together and you could take two pieces of metal 
and rub them sensuously together and they don't stick because they have this oxide coating that doesn't, that just does not want to stick to each other. Mm. But in the vacuum of space, if you don't have, if that somehow that oxide coating gets like abraded away or rubbed away due to vibration, well, that completely virgin bare metal to virgin bare metal can just stick together. Like it becomes, you know, one metal, just like if you welded it, because that's all welding does is gets the metal hot enough to where it removes that oxide layer and the two metals can just join. Now, now Mike, so, hmm. how do you know this? This is what I appreciate. <laughs> like, I, I just, I absorb this stuff. Like I, I watch a lot of stuff. I yeah, I don't think you stuff. understand how much shit Mike has watched over the years about <laughs> science and space. And, and vacuum welding was one of those things that apparently back in the early days of space flight was considered a bigger problem than it's turned out to be. Like people were thinking just like with the atomic bomb where they thought, you know, it was going to like burn up all the atmosphere. They thought any metal sent into space would immediately just stick together like glue and never be separated. But you know, it's not so bad, but yeah, it, you know, this, this could be an issue of that. Like just some part of the threads through, through, through jostling and like, is it you know, 32 bolts? You said, Mm-hmm. Or 35. You know, 35, two of 35, you know, just by random chance of enough vibration to where just some of the threads galled enough to, you know, become welded. That's a, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Because these are, I, I'm walking back my guess of the dirt because these are bolts that were not removed until, you know, were put in on Earth and weren't removed until they got back on Earth. Yeah. Right. Nerd so- out done. Yeah. No, no, I'd like that. That's great. And I, I recall earlier today we were having a discussion in the Discord about you not being prepared for things. But I'm like, no, there's always a Mike Science moment that I try to yeah. put into the script. And so. I, that's why I always try to pause in my shows. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, we Mike, appreciate you. Ev- even without planning, you know, way more than both of us usually. <laughs> I mean, no, because y'all know a lot about the esoteric crap yes that, that will know. never be useful in any situation <laughs> except when, this show when is vacuum welding really going to become useful i'm not going I don't to space no what if there's a state change in the atmosphere i don't know <laughs> but yeah well, well it, it, by going by that logic what if uh an alternate dimensional portal opens up and magic becomes a reality then kevin yeah, and i am set, fucked so. yeah we're yeah. we're cool I'll, I'll be like coming each other. I'll be coming to Kevin and be like, "Hey man, how do I do this chaos magic so I can like go to work?" All right, first <laughs> off, you get a piece of paper, you draw a sigil, then you come on it. That's pretty <laughs> much the basics. It's oh, gonna be a lot wait. of mas- a lot I, of masturbation. I, I, I wow, can't wait till we actually start covering magic. Oh god, um, yeah. You know, funny story. This is unrelated to anything except that. My therapist the other day was telling me about ways to self-actualize and put your will out in the world, and he got done explaining it, and I had to stop myself going, motherfucker, this is chaos magic. (laughs) You literally just, you just described chaos magic without the masturbation. I'm going to have to up my cucumber intake, aren't I? Yeah, Yeah. you're going to have to drink. Who needs a psychologist when you've got uh, Alistair Crowley? Yep. Oh, God, let's not go there. (laughs) So, all right. Well, thank you for that, David. We just yeah. ruined it with masturbation and <laughs> chaos magic. Science, fuck science. So, um, 
We had a question. Before. Well, do we want to do X or the, the one question well, we let, have? Let, let's do questions. Or is it just the one question or do it's we have... one question. Because I know that I missed a week. Questions. Uh, so. Yeah, it's one question because it's, uh, it's the same question. Yeah, Actually, let, no, there's a couple it. of questions here. Yeah, yeah, let's do those because I think our next segment might be a little longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, it's, it's Ghost Forge asking... What are the host's reactions to the bees SCP? And he links to it. Mm-hmm. Me, I read, uh, I read it. Mm-hmm. I read it a couple weeks ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, my reaction is, this should be SCP number tries a little too hard. Okay, it's literally just, but what if bees? But what if bees? But bees are. I mean, that could. You could replace the word bees in this with cherry tomatoes, and it would have the exact same impact to me. Yeah, it's... It's just the, a dude finds a journal with bees, and then he just decides everything's made out of bees, including himself. Yeah. Uh, and, and it and, happens and, to everyone. Isn't that, isn't that the naked lunch? Fair. <laughs> Yeah, the the other thing is like because I I do want to go back to doing some SCPs on uh, the Patreon. Um, like it takes a lot to make a good SCP. It does, and this, this is this is an example of trying too hard. Yes, this is SCP number try too hard. Uh, object class, uh, Euclid, I guess. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing, um, like, to, just to get into SCP theory here, just a little bit. I think the reason, uh, like. The, the best SCPs work because they do one thing. Like, so, so dial a llama. Oh God. Yes. Or, or the, the weird vending machine or even that, um, that statue where, you know, Oh, the very first SCP. Yeah. Less is more. Yeah. Less where they got the weeping SCPs. angels from. Yeah. Yeah. Less is more with an SCP. Like this is trying to put too much out there. Yeah, and I mean, it was kind of an amusing read, but eventually yeah. I was like, it's just bees. It's just this dude is bees. It's, and it's then not it in my explain. canon. I'll tell you that. It's not in I, my SCP canon. This is not my head canon, sir. Yeah. So, so yeah, well, we're, we got to do more SCP episodes because those we are do. worth a laugh. And, and, thank, and thank you for that, Ghost Forge. We just, I don't think we're fans of it. Yeah, no, so. not this one. Uh, we had one other question from the end of last month from Kick Acetron. Mm. This is a great one. Uh, if you go there and look, <clears throat> is this a proto Enrique or something else entirely? Mm-hmm. And it is a <clears throat> a poster. Uh, humanoid amphibian, Loveland, Ohio. It ain't easy being the Loveland Frogman. Mm-hmm. The Loveland Frog, also known as the Loveland Frogman or Loveland Lizard, is a mysterious humanoid amphibian that is said to stand roughly four feet tall. And and here's the fucked up part. He is the mascot for our show, and we have not We've done never the episode it. on him. <laughs> I know, and I thought about that the other day. I was like, God, we've actually got to do the Loveland Frogman, or we're not worth shit. It, it, it's the same reason why Disney doesn't make a Mickey Mouse movie. Because there's so much fucking writing on it. Like, if that Mickey Mouse movie doesn't make $2 billion and it's not the best fucking movie ever, oh, then they've they tanked Mickey. Well, the Dude. other thing is, there's just not that much to the story. It's mm-hmm. it's a one-off sighting. It is a, a what last podcast referred to as a single-use cryptid. Mm-hmm. 
It's seriously, businessman driving home in 1955 sees three frog dudes standing on the side of the road. One of them pulls a magic wand out and starts sparking, and he guns it going, fuck that. Well, you know... I think technically we just did the episode. (laughs) I I think the angle for that, um, like, obviously talk about Mm -hmm. that encounter, but, like, frogs carry symbolic significance. So it would be where we would look at, like... The, the symbology and the importance of frogs. Yeah, um, we'd have to like, do a lizard men, frog men without no, touching no, I, on the draconians. I, I, I think you could just literally do just frogs and then have okay. the, the Loveland frog. But the be, be, because, you know, um, th- there's a reason like that first major Hellboy arc was called the Plague of Frogs. There is like a yeah, it's true. significance I mean, to frogs culturally around the world and, and it's in and the bible folklore. yeah so they're they're, yeah, they're very see. they're very you know transformative and very mm-hmm. symbolic they're fucking weird when you get yeah. down to yeah. it yeah yeah so you could do an entire episode on just weird frog shit like well, from history or yeah. from art or literature or you know in this case the loveland frog so yeah we can well, yeah, I, t- I tell you what, when we do it, I'll do the part about Enrique himself, and then mm. you can do the folklore part, and we yeah, can sort of double team it. It would basically be me just doing like the stuff that I did for the cryptid, the the Western American cryptid. Except I have a chunk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, right. I, I do. I and do Mike, believe that you can there sit there and tell us we're full of shit. Well, I do want to say one thing in regards to like the internet and its frogs zeitgeist right now is. Frogs are so hot right now. They mm-hmm. are. We've got a friend who has what Mike terms frog brain. Yeah. Yeah, like there's... I mean... The frogs have just become like... His thing. On the Well, just in the internet internet in general. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, the whole... Uh, obviously, we... You know, there's the whole Pepe thing, but like, you know... Yeah, I don't That, that connection there. to that Egyptian <laughs> minor deity named Keck, for example. Again, oh, there's God, just these yeah. weird... These weird things about frogs. Yep, frogs is weird. They're cool though. I fucking love frogs, man. They're cool, but also fucking weird. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we we will do a frog episode. At some we're gonna point. do a love. We're gonna finally tackle Enrique and frogs in general. Um, I do feel a little remiss, but I've also been sort of like I I don't really. Um, there's not that much to that specific incident. So now we have one other question real quick, man. in black said, what books would you recommend for the Halloween season? I'm like, just grab Lovecraft. Mm, Yeah. Um, I always suggest, um, any of like Henry James's, um, books. Um, I'm going through right now and rereading my Poe collection. Um, yeah, cause I, I just yeah. had recently watched the, uh, Fall House of Usher on Netflix. Um, so I'm going through and rereading a lot of those original stories. Like Poe is always good around this time. Um, like I, I still think, um, right. I, a, a good one I suggest is the Mask of the Red Death. That, that one's excellent. Ah. It's very timely as well. Yeah. Yeah. What would, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a terrible fucking disease. Yeah. Um, might. My- you got any recommendations for readings for oh. Halloween? Considering I almost just died. <clears throat> <laughs> His yeah, obituary he got did. 
I want I want to take a sip of a drink and let's let me tell you if you ever had water go down the wrong pipe, rum and coke going down the wrong pipe is <laughs> infinitely worse. Ooh. So there's your horror story for yeah, there's uh, my Halloween. Horror. Yeah. yeah, but uh, no, I'm I'm not much of a horror person, yeah. or a scary yeah. person. Yeah. So yeah, I tell you what. Go watch a movie. Go watch No One Will Save You. That is one of the scariest things I've seen in ages. You know, I'm going to throw out another story. Uh, Midnight Meat Train uh, from Clyde. <coughs> Motherfucker. Midnight Excellent. Meat Train of all God, things. I thought that was the best uh, title for a movie when it first came out. It was. Was it, first announced. Well, I love the announcer <coughs> and the thing. The Midnight Meat Train. Mm-hmm. He's just so deep and taking it so seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they have paid you well, my friend. Yeah, I, I love Midnight Meat Train. It's like, I, like it, it's rare for gore to work for me in like written form, but mm. goddamn, it works in written form in that story. So that's a story, not just a movie. Yeah, wow. no, the movie was based on the Clyde Barker story. It, it's yeah, in his uh, anthology. Of the Books course, of Blood. it's Clyde Barker. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was only uh, familiar with it from the uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. Like the, 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 the movie's the not movie. bad. The movie's not bad at all. Um, the the, the the short story is better, um, of course. Like for example, is. Hell like Hellraiser, um, that's based on a short story as well. The Hellbound Heart. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. I see what he did there. Yeah. Clive Barker is awesome. Yep. 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 So, David. Mm-hmm. X has failed us. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I think it's time to. Alex Chew Chew Chews another topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and do a little bit of an Alex Chew catch-up. I don't think he deserves another episode, but I did mention that I do want to pick up on some stuff periodically. Yeah. We, we still need to do our Alex Chew piss chug video reaction. Uh, reaction. We, oh, God. Yeah, yeah I guess so. So, um, you know, in in the host chat, I went ahead and linked something. But before uh, we talk about that, um, like his website goes through updates um, and just I want to read the disclaimer because I never really had a chance to read his disclaimer, but I love it. Okay. Okay. All written and oral statements are my true beliefs. There are at this moment not yet medical claims. I am basically writing this disclaimer to protect myself from the FDA. The devices, which is one word, are for research and experimentation of the buyers, not to be carried out as, out as, as one word, treatment on someone else's body. That is amazing. (laughs) And then also under his uh, cell realignment machine, which I think was the last invention that we talked about. Yes. um, Yes. uh, Because had the video about the epilepsy. Yeah, Alex Chu spent 25 years to develop the machine, and then he writes, it can cure many diseases and handicaps, but he has blocked out certain level uh, vowels with asterisks, so he can't be held legally liable for saying that it cures many diseases and handicaps. That's not how that works at all. Yeah, so instead of the I in diseases, it's an Uh asterisk. Instead of uh, the U in cure, it's an asterisk. In handicaps, the I has been replaced with an asterisk. So, Are you um, telling me he, he used the TikTok method of getting around saying death? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's, he's got a new product out, guys. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And, and what also, is this product? This is needleless acupuncture. Now, going to the page for needleless 
acupuncture. I want to point out the ver- the very first time he says it in a paragraph, he says noodleless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, needles, noodles, same thing. But before <clears throat> that, though, uh, I just want. Um, so we, we talked about like AI generated videos and stuff like that. Like, yeah. um, so mm-hmm. his um, first video on there uses one of those like voices. Uh, now, so which, we, yeah. which video is that? Uh, diodes can now replace acupuncture. It's ah, the first. Okay. Yeah. yeah so got, what we're like, going to do is thing. Yeah. we're, we're going to play that and get some of the audio. Mm hmm. All right, you get that? If you stab yourself in the head with a needle, it'll right. fix anything wrong with your brain. Yeah, we don't need to play the whole video, but like just no. Uh, so you hear like the artificial voice and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like, there's not a woman in Alex Chu's life right now. And I'll, oh, we'll, oh we'll God! Get to no. that, well, we'll, we'll get to there's that not we, one. Yeah, there's not one that isn't a mannequin. Made yeah, well, when we talk about his YouTube videos lately, we'll we'll get to that. But um, uh-huh. so yeah, let, let's just go ahead and kind of go through the because this is a short little page for his new product, you know. Um, you know, hey guys, get hype! It's new Alex Chu product. So, woo, woo, woo! Yeah. So, um, noodleless acupuncture technique was invented by <laughs> Alex Chu in around November of 2022. It produces just as much healing as acupuncture needles and is totally safe for anyone to use. Basically, you just tape a diode on your flesh with medical tape, then lie down for about 20 to 30 minutes. You have to wear the immortality rings during the healing session. Look how he gets you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he also is offering two free immortality rings if you tell people about his website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right there at the top of the page, man. So, mm-hmm. like, he just wants to help, man. Um, within a few minutes, you will feel pulsation in your flesh where you tape the diode. And the pulsation feeling means your cells are being realigned and repaired. I invented this because acupuncture needles are very dangerous if not used properly. And most practitioners of acupuncture are quacks. My God. A couple bullet points here. You can use this on the same area each day. With real acupuncture needles, you can't puncture the same area every day or you could cause harm to your nerve or organ. Your nerve. Mm -hmm. Or your only organ. Or (coughs) one organ. One hundred, like, oh, okay. I guess because skin is an organ, I was just thinking, like, how deep are you putting those needles if you're piercing an organ? You know what I mean? I got my spleen. Um, one hundred percent safe for amateurs to use. Now that's true because you're taping a diode to your face. And I did well, not mispronounce amateur? amateurs. Amateur. Amateur. What's an amateur. Uh, right. uh, he means armature. Oh. Now, now he. <clears throat> Like, uh, he obviously just kind of explained how it's supposed to work, right? Right. Uh But the next section is, how does this work? One day in November of 2022, okay, he's repeating himself here. I had this weird idea. I thought to myself, 
quote, how about taping a uh, diode to my cheek in order to heal my eye? Now, this is because the immortality rings hadn't already healed it? Yeah. His um, eye, his eye, he can't put a ring on his eye, Kevin. Yeah, but the rings are supposed to affect everything. But the eye is so far away from his hands and toes. He had to think of a way to get that immortality energy to his face. Then why doesn't he just make an immortality nose ring? I know. Ooh, fair point. Immortality headband. So I bought some diode and taped one to my cheek. And guess what? It worked. I felt pulsation five minutes after I lied down. But how can this work? The theory is simple. Diode is a device which allows electrons to travel in one direction. So if you tape a diode to your flesh, it creates a flow of chi energy from one side of your flesh to the other side. I don't like him using the word flesh. I no. don't either. It's it unsavory. Just... Yeah. It's like... Yeah. No, it's, it's, yes, it is bad. This is what acupuncture needle was meant to do. Acupuncture needle's purpose is to cause pain so your body will increase the chi flow to the puncture wound. When chi flow is increased, damages to nearby area will also be uh, healed. Uh So, I don't know how often you guys have to use medical tape on yourselves, Mm -hmm. but uh, after you put it on, yeah, it gets kind of annoying. Yeah, uh, having experienced that. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, having a friggin' hole in my neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Well, I, I had holes in my knees. And yeah. yeah. Same, same. It, it, it's not. No. After a while, it's just kind of your body's like, now, hey, you got the shit stuck to you. Come yep. on, yeah. do something about it. Hey, before we <clears throat> move on, or as we're moving on, can I read the title of the next section of that page? Yeah. Instructions on how to tape a diode to your flesh. Flesh. <laughs> flesh. Um, and then, you know, he gives oh, us God. a nice handy um, guide, and it also includes... Extremely low Alex, res. Alex Chu God, illustrations. I, I want more than, like, seven pixels. Mm-hmm. Come on, give me, like... Oh, the drawing's great. Give me, like, you know, 128 pixels, please. Yeah, so... Um, and then, of course, at the bottom of the page, he has a couple of pictures, and then he has... SDFSD. Just like a couple s- characters. Is that, is that like some weird abbreviation for Sudafed? I have that, no idea. No, no. Look at look at your keyboard. It's just the uh left hand home row. It's just SDFSD over again. Oh. He just like he just drummed his fingers on the keyboard at the end after he was done typing. I love the really shitty Photoshop job. I'm sorry, MS Paint job of the diode on the woman's cheek. It would be funny if he was using, like, top-tier, you know, uh, image editing programs, and that's the best he can do. Oh, oh my God, you could buy his flag. What? You're shitting me. Yes, the Alex Chu flag. Purchase here. Okay, I'm I'm more worried about the uh, example picture that says to cure asthma. And yeah, I saw that. It, mm-hmm. It's got one hecti, one hairy pectoral, and one bare one. I'm assuming this is like he took this from some like waxing like guide or something because there's like one waxed peck and one hairy peck. Mm-hmm. So is that saying like your the the diode will like shave your peck for you? I don't know what it's going to do, Mike. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't have answers. Uh, 
okay, I'm I'm gonna link the uh, the flag thing real quick because there there's some there's some gems here. Um, and he used the same picture of the diode on all these. Like in one of them, he just it's just a white square with the diode, and in the other one, he kind of like tried mm-hmm. to color it flesh but failed. So his flag, it is the Chu symbol is actually the last name of Alex Chu in Chinese. It was redesigned to look cool. God told me in 2010 that one day this flag will overtake America. So I had Uh, to design a new flag and you can get one for 15 bucks. Yeah, one that's not too bad. I was expecting like 50 bucks. Yeah, we need to send this to flagged for content. Oh, you're right. But it <laughs> looks so much like a like Nazi flag, the you know, red with the white circle. I, I know, I know. Designed it's got to a look very, cool. It's it's you know that sounds like G. Gordon Liddy, to be honest. It's <laughs> like the SS is cool. <laughs> and just, I, at the bottom, just to remind you, this this is just like the flag you see in Alex Chu's YouTube videos. Believe me, Alex, we know. Um, search oh, yeah. for Alex Chu on YouTube and you will see it. Alex Chu is the inventor of the immortality rings that allow you to stay physically young forever. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta send this to flag for content. Yes. Yes. We need to, we need to send one. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I'm sending him a link. So, mm-hmm. uh, David, tell us a little bit more about what's going on with Mr. Chu's life. Well, Alex Chu did open up a subreddit. Uh, it was created in June. <laughs> um, it's r slash Alex Chu rings. Um, it's got 41 members, seven online right now. Wow. Um, and it's mostly just kind of him like posting. I think it's just mostly him just posting his stuff. Um, it is. Uh, can, can you tell the people his, uh, his username? Facebook boy two. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I think because he's got a couple from, um, like, people that aren't him, I'm assuming, or it could be, like, burner accounts. But Yeah, Mike was saying it's probably sock puppets, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I so appreciate these rings. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, but let's see. Oh, here, here's a good question. Why do you only wear rings during sleep? Wouldn't wearing them all day increase the benefits? I wonder if he responded. Oh, okay, okay, yes, he did respond. Because uh, if Facebook Boy 2 is Alex Chu, mm-hmm. his response to the question is, wearing them in the day will only make you sleepy. It is crucial. Instead of crudial. crucial. Crudial. Yeah, instead of crucial, it's crudial. To put the rings on during sleep because that's the time that your body heals itself. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then here's a post need from him. Need honest opinion about affiliate dropship program. Nobody is joining. Need to know why. Affiliage. Yeah. The I... first comment, your site design looks unprofessional. No shit. It looks like it's from 1992. Oh, man. Um, just... Uh, Alex, Alex, Alex. And then, of course, I, we do have Alex. some YouTube... I love his response. <clears throat> I love his response to the your site design looks unprofessional. Oh, is that it? The site looks crappy? What about my offer? And then someone replies, the offer seems generous. I don't think that is the issue. 
Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, post from Rev Doomsday. I have been waiting for an opportunity like this for a long time. I have been preaching your devices for the past decade, not knowing if my words have delivered any customers. Now that I am able to source product locally, I can keep track of my progress and streamline the process. Uh, as far as difficulties gaining a following, stay persistent. The world just needs the, the word just needs to get out there. We are also supplying a product that people will be skeptical about. We need more mouths and more ears out there. If you build it, they will come. And you, sir, have built it. Right now, this is the best time to utilize this technology. We just got to show people that. So, so that's clearly Alex. That, that's clearly Alex. Yeah. It's got to be. Love wow. I live in Spain. I want to know more about your rings. Please make a channel on Telegram and posting your projects. I would join. I can't find your rings in Amazon Spain. Yeah, because Amazon God. keeps pulling down his Because uh, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, you were talking about his videos. What's, he, what's been going on with the man? Yeah, yeah. so um, I, I think last time we talked about him, um, I had mentioned... Um, his video, my biggest fear is nobody knows about my rings after I am dead, which I think we had a lot of discussion about the fact that these are supposed to be immortality rings. And he's talking about when he's dead. Yeah. Um, he didn't, uh, he did a video shortly after my immortality rings are just as important as Edison's phonograph or Tesla's AC current. Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and read through some of the headlines here. Um, why Christianity is a cult and Buddhism is not. Um, uh-huh. Men will naturally lose interest in women as they age. He seems super concerned with Bed Bath & Beyond stock. We had mentioned that before, and he keeps talking about it. Um, that's, you know, that's that's a, uh, oh, what was it called? The, with the same thing with the uh, GameStop stock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bed Bath and Beyond was one to of the moon. Was, yeah, was was oh, also he, part of that whole thing. Alex oh, wow. follows meme stocks. Oh no. Yeah, um, meme stocks. He did a six minute video how to get rid of all malwares on Windows 10 instantly. Oh. Oh, then, oh oh I saw this. I saw this on uh uh that that crappy fact thing where you make a text document called uh virus and then you delete it. <laughs> um his very next video is how Judaism has given me hope in life. Ooh. Wow. Um, okay. And then apparently he had some sort of bad relationship or something. Um, narcissist will clog your judgment and ruin your family or relationship. Is he saying his sex doll is a narcissist? <laughs> I, I don't know, because then he follows that up with men prefer dogs or cats over women nowadays. Um. Uh, don't have kids. They are taught not uh, they are not taught to love their parents nowadays. Well, that's that's your own fault. That's, yeah, if if you can, you're you can the one do doing the different. teaching. Yeah, he's been going through some family shit. <clears throat> I went to my cousin's wedding yesterday and saw my sibling rivalry. Um. Okay. Let's see. Um, sixty-three percent of men stopped dating because they bought sex dolls. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's true at all. In fact. <laughs> 
You killed Mike again, David. Good job. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, and what are you talking about? Like U.S. or worldwide? I, I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. And give I'm them pretty sure the one, sex doll industry isn't that big. It's hard to search for Alex Chu on Google now. Well, yeah, it was always hard just because, you know, you got to see Alex Chu. And you got to remember how to spell his name. Ooh, ooh, this sounds dark. Ooh, really? I am trying everything I can to sell immortality rings. No other way out. Uh, is, is, that sounds have, like a cry for fucking help. Does he have like gambling debts or something? Is he is he in hock to the mob? He, he's mentioned gambling debts before. Really? Um, I was just fucking shooting in the dark here. That was just um, a joke. And then he announces his uh, physical immortality Reddit forum. Please come. Then he oh, uh, made a video it. announcing his drop shifting service. Uh, drop shipping service. Open your own Alex Chu online store and earn hundreds every month. Then he starts a promotion campaign for his diodes. Mm. Um, how the immortality rings can make you physically immortal. But he also talked about how like Dying. he's worried that when he dies that no one's going to remember him. Um, I went to my cousin's birthday party last week. People are getting colder. Now, does he mean like towards each other? Or <coughs> just... I'm assuming like he's had a falling out with his family. Um, Probably. He, he did have an accident recently. I trip and fell on concrete and I'm still fine thanks to the rings. Um... Okay. So I, sure. I'm I'm curious why he didn't parlay this uh, new dis- newly discovered uh, trick with diodes into like his own product he could sell instead of like you know just telling people for free they could you know just tape diodes that cost like you know five cents each he doesn't even mention a resistance value or well no diodes don't have resistance I'm sorry yeah but but he he could have like bought diodes himself and put them into a slick little package and like had them, you know, with, you know, some kind of like adhesive on there and sold them as like, uh, Alex choose chi bands or something. Right. You just slap them on whatever areas you have. So, I mean, at least he's not charging for them, but he does say you have to have the rings. Well, yeah. And he makes like yeah. $219 <laughs> on the immortality machine or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we've got a couple more videos to mention here. Um, mm-hmm. My family is so horrible, makes me so depressed. Wow. Yes. Yeah, Jesus. I, maybe, maybe they're just you know you know worried about him, and he's taking it God. as uh, you know criticism. Modern like, day you know, relatives Alex. are so cold; they are like total strangers. <clears throat> this guy needs a hug. Yeah. This guy needs some therapy. He, he does have some hot takes on uh, current events. Oh, I bet I he does. He always does. I don't believe E. Jean Carroll was sexually assaulted by Trump. Oh. Um, let's see. Israel Hamas war was fulfilled. War fulfilled Daniel 9's prophecy. Um, prophetic dream civil war starts in March or April 2024 because of Trump. Um and then uh, uh, something I'm noticing on a lot of his videos, he's now putting thirst TikToks and editing them into his videos. What? Um, like, like, uh, like when when I when I say thirst TikToks, you know what I mean, right? Explain to me. So, uh, attractive women on TikTok, 
you know. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he started like stitching these into his videos. A lot of it dealing with like dating or buying sex dolls. Um. Uh, this is an interesting title. I went out with a girl last month. She brought her dad along. <coughs> For protection. So uh, he's um, but yeah, like he's got a bunch of these videos where it's just like. He, he's talking, but he's got like these thirst trap Instagram photos or uh, God, that is videos creepy. stitched in. Like he, he has some issues with women here. Um, oh yeah, he he seems to be in a bad place, and I hope he's okay. Um, I don't know that he is, but I hope he gets okay. Yeah. Um, men stop dating because they buy cheap sex dolls on eBay. So. Have we had the used sex doll conversation? I think we have at we one have. point. We have. Yeah. We, that was in the very first episode. We did a lot of talk about him and his sex dolls. Yeah. So um, he's he's going through an arc right now, for sure. Yeah, but it's like the arc that usually ends in someone being a serial killer. Yeah. <clears throat> Just um, kind of kind of depressing. Kind of depressing. Oh, real damn depressing, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I feel bad for him. Look, he's he's just on the spectrum, and you know, back you know, 60, 70 years ago, they would take someone like him or me, maybe, because I'm I probably very in a similar situation with less you know weirdness, and hook us up with their you know ugly cousin, and you know we'd have like three point four kids. But you know that, that doesn't happen anymore. So what what is kinda, point four of a child going to look like? You know, it's the one that doesn't have anything just below the pelvis. It's the one I that was, you keep in the attic. Yes. Now point four <laughs> is just from the knees down. That's all you get. Just missing a leg. Legs. It's above the. Okay, how about this? It just comes down to just above the navel. It's the okay. fucking baby from a racer head. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> or or it just doesn't grow up very much and it just stays about you know two and a half feet tall i hate this discussion <clears throat> yeah. now yeah so um alex is going through a little journey um like i, I hope that you he, know what he he gets to feeling better um i was gonna I, say i don't yeah. pray but if you pray pray for him yeah i i want him to start uh get, make another device <clears throat> i want to like come back to this next year and be like we got a new alex chew invention boys get hype because that yeah or that brings me joy hope- I hope it's surrounded stuff like just joined a gym. Yeah, I would love to see like Alex, like I just made some new friends or I just joined a tabletop gaming group. Yeah, something. Because that's been that's been doing wonders for me. I'm I'm like in a tabletop gaming <clears throat> group and it's nice to be out and socializing. So sure, Alex, yeah. Alex, if you're listening and I know you are, um, look, look, please, please. I mean, for our benefit. Play D. Yeah. You know, if if he does like quote get better it's going to stop the, you know, fire hose of weirdness. No, no. He's going to get back to like inventing. <clears throat> no, like he, 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 no, he, he no. phoned in this diode thing. This is like a very phoned in thing. Or, or, you know, he's going to meet some woman who's going to like make him get a job as an accountant. And, you know, they're going to buy a, you know, Honda civic and, you know, live, move into a, you know, two-bedroom apartment and you know he's gonna just well, be boring and normal you know what good <laughs> just gonna say yeah. good I, good for yeah. him 
if now, it happens. It, it would make it would make me happy, and I would be I would I would approve of it. And I just I keep looking back at the why but I maybe, always urinate but, inside a bottle and never pee in toilet. And we're, oh, we're going God, to have to record that maybe, reaction. Maybe he's actually happier with his sex dolls and his pee jugs yeah. than he would be with some you know woman who would make him give up everything he loved. Yeah, he, and he would do it because he loves her. Well, he, he does say that I, short men maybe. should just settle down with a sex doll. God fucking... Okay, we're done. That's it. <clears throat> I didn't we're, say we're that. Done. He said that. <laughs> anyway, we're done. So, <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, have we got any plugs real quick? Um, yeah, I actually, uh, for a couple months now, I've been writing some articles for a website called Character Hub. Um, okay. about character design and that sort of thing. And the articles are finally out. It's at like uh, characterhub.com slash blog. Um, and I have an article, for example, about how to do shape-driven character design. I have an article that's 1,001 character traits. I have another one that's 101 Dungeons & Dragons character concepts and, and that sort of thing. So if you're interested, if you're like a creative sort who wants to learn about drawing or writing and working on original characters um check that out check those uh articles out and then also like try to sign up for character hub because you can like um you know post art there and people like like it and you can like uh organize stuff it's fun i like it i've i've enjoyed working for them you know right. i'm not i'm not only writing for them i'm also one of the users so right yeah. well that's awesome uh, I'm just going to say, listen to this show or I'll steal your lunch money. <laughs> uh, Mike, you got anything? Um, buy Alex Chew's flags? No, no, don't do that. Don't, don't <laughs> I, go I am going to buy immortality rings at some point. Might, or or no, I could probably list. get them for free because I directed you guys to the website. Yeah, I think you might have to. I don't know. Do you have to prove the affiliate? Well, you send them the episode. Yeah, all the free advertising. Oh yeah, and just just ignore all the other yep. you know commentary about his personage yep. and his uh, you know dalliances and what else he does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I never want to talk about this man again. So <laughs> well, <laughs> too it's bad because Sunday we're gonna be um, or, or sometime this weekend we're gonna be talking about him for sure. God damn it! Yeah, well, <laughs> it's happening anyway. So we will see you guys next time. So uh, don't forget, you can find everything you need to at supernatpod.rocks. That is a link to our Discord. Our uh, Every episode is up there. Uh, there is a link to our Patreon and our store, which we should have some new designs coming up in the next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We will see you guys next time. So until then, stay safe and stay frosty. It's going to be spooky. Spoopy. Alex Chu loves you. And we love Alex Chu. No, we don't. Oh, we, we do. We've done two episodes on the guy. Mild uh, infatuation, maybe. Mm-hmm. Sure.